Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. So, I think that means this is another episode of Quarantine Edition. Uh, <laughs> the Mad Day Edition spinoff that everybody was asking for. Yeah, everybody that so desperately has finally turned to Old Heart Radio in their time of entertainment need. <laughs> haven't, we, we haven't hit, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't hit the like completely drowned out of content and need to rewatch the entire MCU point, but it's going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's basically like we're we are like the step right below that actually. So we, I, oh no, yeah, that's but we watch the DC. <laughs> no, <laughs> why? <laughs> watch watch all of Fast and Furious up to Hobbs and up to Hobbs and Shaw. Oh man, I did rewatch that, and I got I just got to be honest. Like I, so, I'm looking forward to the Fast and Furious movie, as we all know, which unfortunately is delayed a fucking year. But bullshit, get such bullshittery, dude. Like why do they? Those cowards. A year? Those, those cowards. They should, make it, they should make it like a Christmas movie. Yeah, they really... I mean, I don't understand why they did, like delayed it the whole year. They were just probably like, we need to do like like heavy-ass post-production anyway. So. <laughs> they need to do a bunch of like reshoots. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, that's probably the only excuse. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe The Rock was like, hey, uh, like I, I want in on this one. Let's just... <laughs> Rock into the movie, yeah. Just squeeze them into some scenes. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, in like Civil War, the sort of like janky, like floating Tony Stark head. Yeah, like I just imagine like a hyperimposed rock and like all the scenes up in the up in Fast Nine. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I just can't. Like, I mean, I, I wonder if they're ever going to try and tie those characters back together like towards the conclusion of the fast and furious series Dude, i hope so maybe when they uh go to space oh my god do you think that's how it's going to end i mean like Dude, there's an interview there's an interview with one of the directors a few years ago that was like there's nothing left we just gotta like that's <laughs> up on the that's up on the table they're just waiting till the moment of desperation strikes to finally like say like fuck up we're getting furious in space <laughs> furious in space <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking bad. I remember um the <laughs> um oh, there was a there's a fake trailer that came out that was made to look like the f- beginning of it was made to look like a uh, back to the future reboot. This was a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And it was like it was like the DeLorean and like the flaming tires, but it was all black. There was like the the like some one of the quotes is being said over the top mm-hmm. and like the lights on the DeLorean come on. Like, yeah and then it hard cuts to tokyo drift and the the, <laughs> the the scene where they're drifting through the crowd oh, and a deloreans hyperimposed over one of the cars <laughs> and the tagline's like the fast in the future like yes do it oh dude i would 
please do it. I just, that would be like the best tie-in. I've always like I'm I've always been a sucker for those weird crossovers. I would like oh, that yeah. would be so choice. Uh, there, that's that's the marinara, dude. Ah. That's oh, oh, check the box. In the episode. <laughs> there it is. So there it uh, is. <laughs> seriously though, I just like I mean they gotta they're trying to take themselves way seriously towards the end of their life, but they're also getting more outlandish at the same time. So I Dude, really, I think, I think seriousness is out of the window. Come on. Well, I mean like, no, I mean like, you know how they're trying to take like the plot, like the plot is like this, like they're usually like these dark, like espionage fucking storylines. Now he's never <laughs> met his brother before. Yeah. It's like he, some, they've never mentioned him. Like does it's, Dom have another sibling other than Mia? It's like, it's, it's like the ideas that they threw away from mission impossible movies. The fast and furious put, picked him up. And like, oh God. And like, but the thing is that like, I like, yeah, I mean, we can make fun of those movies all day. Like, particularly, we can make fun of Vin Diesel for fucking ever. Oh, yeah. The fact is, like, that dude has been, like, ridiculously uh, busy, man. Like, he's supposedly developing, like, a new Witcher fucking movie. Like, or not oh, Witcher movie. Witcher? Uh, uh, not Witcher, but, like, the... The Last Witch Hunter? Yeah, the last... Like, They're doing a last, sequel to that pile of shit? Supposedly, dude. Oh, God. Listen, dude, but that guy, that guy got, maybe like... We'll do, maybe we'll do another Riddick movie that's what i'm saying dude like that's but that dude's been like able to get properties like that like riddick like which has like a weird cult following i mean like those movies are kind of cool for what they are but they're not really like i don't know they could be obviously better sort of yeah (laughs) (laughs) interesting way to look at it like daredevil (laughs) mixed with dune Oh. Which is getting rebooted as well. Yo, yeah, I guess that's some of the first uh, the first shots of the film. Yeah, what's that online? What's that soft? What's that boy with the soft face? What's his name? <laughs> like, I can't. I can't uh, Timothy Chalamet. There it is, Timothy Chalamet. So like, so Chalamet, like, uh, I mean, I guess he's like he'll be a, like a cool Paul Atreides, but like, I'm interested to see where that like how that movie's gonna be, man. Like, I, I, I like I'm only familiar with like the general like aesthetic of Dean. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the old one. I haven't read the books. See, the, dude, like, the dude, the dude who wrote the books is from Tacoma. So yeah, which is cool. small world. Small, small, small world. world. Uh, but yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting proper like kind of movie to watch as it develops to see how, like what they're going to do with it because yeah. really it's a big property. Yeah, and if they do it right, they could easily make like more movies. They could make like ten movies out of that fucking property for yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, who knows, man? I hope they don't just like jam, like make try to make one movie. You know how they do it, where they try to make one movie and like rush through like a huge plot line. From oh, like book. the like the last Airbender movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh my god, dude! Became a, became a one, became a one. No, no, hour and a half movie for season one. Yeah, forty five minutes in, they make it to the Northern Water Tribe. So fucking ridiculous. Me and Kate tried to rewatch it. And we got it's, five minutes in, and then we were like, "This is too bad. We need to stop." Yeah, it's like it's like trying to rewatch the Wolverine Origins movie. Uh, Except it's just the Wolverine Origins. At least, like the, the title crawl where they're like fighting through all the historical wars is sort of cool. Okay, like, yeah, fair enough. Give them that, but then after that's like. <laughs> yeah fair enough and at least hugh jackman was is always a res, was always a respectable wolverine the thing is like true. in this movie in that last airbender movie man like the cast was just like garbage they were all and unknowns and then also um there's a huge I race guess, issue that got that got brought up with that movie and that casting it's true also i will say one of the strongest points 
in the last airbender was that like the fire lord was left ambiguous for so long yeah and then they just like show him and he's completely unintimidating totally like that and that's you're right like in the series one of the coolest fucking aspects of that first like book at least is like and just the yeah and the second truth he's just like shrouded like you can't completely you can like get his like outline but he's mysterious the whole time yeah mysterious and very intimidating (laughs) and voiced Uh, by mark hamill as soon as yeah dude mark hamill does such beautiful fucking voice work i love that shit fantastic uh but yeah like the second in that movie that they like mispronounced iroh's name iroh yeah, I was just like, this, I was just like, this is fucking garbage, dude. I was like, they couldn't even watch the damn series, listen to how some of these names were maybe pronounced, and so just I watched, like, I watched, with a video, it. I watched a video um, with uh, Shyamalan in it, and well, it was a video, it was a video about thirty minutes long. And it was a breakdown of why people love to hate that movie, <laughs> and, it, and the the creator even. He even recut scenes to make them feel better. And he did a better job than Shyamalan. Oh. Just by like just by like reinserting shots yeah. and like doing stuff in a more logical pattern. Yeah. And just a little he was, cohesive. He was even talking about it. Like some of the actors, the only good casting in that film is the dude from Slumdog Millionaire who played Zuko. Totally. But the, even the character design was fucked up because the scar is barely visible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one of the hugest factors in that character's like like existence, basically. It's a, it's like, a, and that is Zuko's arc is so like visually driven. Mm. Like when it comes to like him cutting his hair in the second yeah. season and then his hair growing differently. Yeah, and like all that type of that that stuff is important for his character. So seeing that, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is why that is why i was completely wrong that's why it felt terrible yeah dude it was just like there's just no respect to that original property which was so strange because it's just like it's so easy to like look at it and just be like yo dude like this is should should we just talk about legend of Korra right now yeah let's just jump in why why not because like i just read like i said i just recently started re-watching it you've been digging into it yeah so in that video where the dude was tearing apart the last airbender Mm-hmm. There's a segment of it which was a collection of clips from the creators and writers of Avatar. Okay. They were in pre-development for Legend of Korra at that point. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about how they were pretty much like given they gave them a bunch of notes to the movie and then they were virtually ignored afterwards and then when they watched the final product they pretty much went, "Well, shit. Like we actually have to make something great now." to make it look like we're not the assholes that fucked this up. Pretty much. You don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> Which, and I mean, for the most part, they succeeded because I say what you will. I've only seen like in some assorted videos and stuff that Legend of Korra gets a lot of hate. For the most part, it's pretty good. It just is coming after, after something that's legitimately phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, it's, it's like any, it's like any really like great, like follow up, it, it's it it seems really awesome in its own right, and if you take it separately away from like the last Airbender story and yeah. look at it as it, as it is, like it's a it's it's a really it's a really interesting like development of of you know more characters and stuff. Yeah, but people, you know, there's always a danger with like big properties where like people want exactly the same kind of feel. Yeah, you know or, I mean? you, like, or you can't, or people, and it, actually, this is something I was talking to Kate about is the um the like the perception of characters by the mm. like, super loyal fan bases. This yeah. is touched on early in the show, 
but it's very much alluded to that Aang was not a very good parent. Yeah. Which is something that like, I was like, I mean, I can see it. Like I, it makes sense to me, but then all the devout fans, including my girlfriend were like, <laughs> were like, fuck you. That's bullshit. Aang's great. Like, Nah, dude. I agree with I agree with you though. Like, I I it makes sense to me because based because his character his character was never like tied down. His character never wanted to be like. I know this sounds bad to people that have kids, but his character never wanted to be tied down necessarily. He's an air nomad. He was an air nomad. He's like a very fun per spirit in general. Yeah. And so, like, but obviously, I think, I think, more I think so. having kids would be like a little more of a serious thing that would be Absolutely. harder for him to take on. I think rather than like the whimsical fun that he's he wants to have. And then, and then you need to the consider avatar. that you need to consider that alongside like also the responsibilities of being the avatar. And they mentioned it a lot in the show between him and Tenzin having to yeah. rebuild rebuild the Air Nation just yeah. themselves. Yeah. That's basically that's a, that's a really interesting storyline that they kind of like you know they talk about is basically like yeah you're looking at these people that are restarting a whole like culture yeah you know uh, when they um that's a very delicate the, fucking process <laughs> towards the end of season one where where the bad guy is able to take away people's bending oh, and they shit, yeah. and he was on stage and like the entire Airbender family came up I mm. was like oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> That, that is would be so tragic. fucking tragic, devastating. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that like Korra, they dive you into like a, a you know that new industrial world uh, where like you know like metal bending is a fucking thing. Like the police metal force is dope. dope, so dope, dude. It's uh, so, so cool. Like, like they're just like swinging from fucking rafters, like shinking their fucking like it's, it's like, like Spider Man. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like a mixture of like Spider Man and like Daredevil's like setup. It's like because it's got like that retractable quality but anyway so like metal bending is fucking dope it's like metal a bending is prominent sick. thing uh, and yeah i really like what they did with that and i mean like for the most part they pay homage to all the characters with a lot of respect yeah like um like i mean fucking ang has a statue he's so highly regarded by everyone yeah and and like even even his kids who like there's the whole thing with boomy feeling like slightly neglected because he was the only non-bender in the family yeah which is i feel bad for him but then at the same time he also is like our father wasn't a jerk like that's it yeah uh well and that's like the only the personal gripe the only character that that hasn't gotten any respect yet from like from the show overall is Sokka. that's it yeah do that actually he hasn't done shit that's actually i can't i can't remember like in like any of the later seasons um yet but like i you know i can't remember if they paid homage to him or not but yeah you see katara in the first episode they talk about toff uh because toff is like i mean becomes like an extremely uh, instrumental person for like the rebuilding of their society it sounds like in terms of even like for me i just i I just got to the point in season three where they've come across toff's other daughter who's like running this like tribe of metal benders in the middle of nowhere yeah to have this utopia yeah i forgot about that okay so like that's a, so there are like some interesting storylines uh my, there, my there are, what, the only up? i think we're going down the same path here is that like it's full of like really interesting world bending the world bending world building <laughs> yeah and it's like it like the characters are likable like everybody it has the same bones as avatar but i feel like the big difference is that avatar really focused on the characters Mm. there was less going on than in Korra. Yeah. Like Korra is like big shit from the get go. 
Yeah, dude. And there's a lot of there's a lot of action in Gora too. A lot of action. Yeah, definitely yeah, more than more than Avatar. Yeah. And like the the character payoffs worked in Avatar because they felt earned. Cora mm-hmm. has those moments where I'm like, yeah, that is like an impactful thing. Like this is there's this is good character, but there's less establishing that character. So like in the moment watching it, I'll be like, that's fucking awesome. But then 15 minutes later, it won't have resonated with me as much as like, as, as the most prominent example, like Aang and Katara kissing at the end of the sh- series. Oh of, yeah. Uh, yeah for Avatar. Sure. Like yeah. that was a earned moment that they'd been building towards for a while. And you didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Like, and I think that's mainly be like, I mean, a lot, I think you see, like really weird like hyper condensed like introductions of characters and then they just try to roll with that for a while rather than like doing like like you were kind of talking about like this kind of like almost like smoother uh character development across many episodes it's just like it's like every now and then there's like this like character development episode about like some new characters coming in and that's like what yeah and it's it it's all right a little like it's a different type of storytelling for sure definitely like it's more less it's, attached to those characters in a way because of it. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. It doesn't mean it doesn't make them less likable. I mean, like no, uh, not at all. The fucking fucking Bolin's my like spirit animal. <laughs> like that's he that dude's that dude's fucking dope. Yeah. He, and and like the characters are all likable. Mako's Batman. I mean, I think he's the I think he's the least like relatable of all the characters right now because he's so brooding. But fair like, overall, it's it's good, but it's like the first season of stranger things to the second. And like a lot of people are like, it's just not as good. It's just weaker, except for a few departments where it refined itself a bit. And like those parts were quality, but the rest of it was like, eh, it's, I feel like the same thing applies. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, like I said, it's like a different, it's, it's a different type of storytelling. The way it works is because it's a different type of storytelling for a different type of world that you're seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, that's kind like of, it's got like, the jazzy, like roaring 20s soundtrack going on too. Yeah, so dude, that's, that was like, I forgot about that. And then like when I was watching that first episode uh, again, I was just like, Oh shit. I was like, <laughs> and also this is one thing, the story itself, like the overall like arcs each season are mm-hmm. definitely less tight. And I feel like that's because yeah. like this, each season of avatar, you're presented with a different villain. Like, yeah. Whilst always leading towards the end game of him fighting the Fire Lord, yeah, you had in the first season Zhao and then Azula in the second season, mm. and then you opt there and like little guys along the way, but yeah. always with that concrete endpoint. Like Katara feels like a season by or Korra feels like a season by season, you know, for sure. And you have yeah. little stuff that was around for like half a season one, like the pro bending, which was cool. Yeah. But then as soon as it wasn't needed anymore, it was like gone. Yeah, they used it as like an action filler. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, and I thought it was I thought it was an interesting concept and like the logical progression of the world. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, just like we're, how just like sports now. It's just like exactly. you know, it was just like that makes sense that they'd eventually find a way to like have some f- fucking fun competition eventually. I mean, like modern time. sports didn't really pop up until the historical time period where about Legend of Korra would be set. Yeah, which is probably one of the reasons why they pl- they tried to plug something like that in there. And maybe yeah. they're trying to stick a little to it, which is anyway. But that, yeah, the pro bending thing was interesting, but it's not like. 
you're right. It just like it becomes like uh, it just stops becoming a thing. In, as in like the second up. episode, Bolin's like, "Yeah, we're not in the league anymore. Whatever." And they they haven't mentioned it again. Like <laughs> that's it. Oh man. Um, but, but they uh, do they do like so. This is the, the one of the other interesting things I noticed about it was that like the first uh, series for Legend of Korra takes place like ex- almost explicitly in Republic City. Yeah, and then uh, which is like a strange feel because um, only, aside, from, so aside from season aside from season two of Avatar, where they spent like a lot of the season in Bossing Say, yeah, uh, Last Airbender. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. You know, like like it was. No, I'm not, it was it, I know we're not talking about the blue people. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it was interesting to to see like a story centered entirely in like one place basically granted like you know it's a big city and all that shit but it's like grounded yeah. in one place they're not there was no real like characters traveling nomadically yeah. like in like the uh, last airbender yeah i just thought it was like an interesting like, it presented like an interesting worked, vibe to it to the whole thing so it worked enough for me because it had been made abundantly clear that cora had been like cooped up her entire life yeah yeah so i was i was down with her like seeing this new side of the world oh for sure i just thought it was interesting that, uh, that they saved some of that like travel aspect yeah to, like the later seasons yeah i'm definitely getting that now like the second season was all the like the spiritual stuff too yeah dude, which they'd... that was like the second season it had really high highs but mm-hmm. the lows were fucking low yeah like there were some moments i was like this this is dumb like this this shit's good it's a bit too much but too, then by too the much end, nickelodeon by the, <laughs> yeah but then but then like the highs of that like my jaw hit the floor when iroh showed up in the spirit world yeah that was fucking cool that was sick that was sick and then at, like at the end which when they uh when that was they like killed off the avatar spirit yeah and all the other like you see ang's spirit fade away and i was like fuck <laughs> yeah dude like well and that's you know one of the things i liked about this this series was i really did a lot a lot of uh spiritual uh realm aspects so it was kind of interesting yeah. to see that explored um but yeah you're right i i wrote uh showing up as like that spirit go you know in the spirit realm or whatever was definitely yeah. like uh it was like qui-gon jinn fucking when you find out qui-gon jinn's part of like the 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 force oh, yeah. in that little tidbit in like sweet. episode three you're just like oh shit yeah that makes sense man one with the fucking yeah. spirit or one with the force you know um yeah that was sweet. yeah dude yeah, well it's oh, interesting speaking, I'm gonna keep... speaking of speaking of other avatars because we got we got our stuff to talk about legend core is still sweet we don't yeah like yeah, still dude. a plus still good for me yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth watching if you got nothing else to kill down you know oh yeah uh, but other avatar, other things with the word avatar in it. Um, James Cameron's <laughs> Avatar, Avatar Two has been delayed again because oh, of the current virus. Oh shit! Well, good. Maybe I'll uh, get around to actually watching the first one before before you. Have you ever wait? Oh yeah, you've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. I borrowed it from a it's friend on once Plus. and fell asleep while watching it, and so I and I don't remember like God. dick all about it. <laughs> I remember it's Sigourney, it's Sigourney Weaver's Plus. in it, right? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Uh, so there's a plus so <laughs> yeah always dude always a plus except for defenders they really fucked that up yeah that was a weird that was a, actually like i gotta admit i love sigourney weaver but that was like a it was weird seeing her in that like in that role uh, like it was cool at first and then it, then it just got like strange <laughs> anyway um yeah it was like is, yeah dude should, I should we talk some marvel yeah i mean might as well we're on marvel already uh there's uh as always i mean i'm sure there's like especially with 
fan theories probably just percolating at the fucking you know seams for people, people like people are getting a bit uh stir crazy just like typing yeah. away fan yeah. theories uh there's probably like a ton of fucking marvel shit but like one i wanted to point out what i thought was interesting was that sam raimi in like an interview really offhandedly confirmed that he was directing uh dr strange too leave it to him yeah which so like and it was it was like super like it was just super casual like some like you know like i never thought i'd be making a dr strange movie and and like it was just like oh That's okay great. well there you go uh, the interviewer was like what excuse me well, I mean, that'll be interesting because, because you know, one, Raimi's like, obviously, he's like a godfather of the modern superhero movie. But like, he, you know, he's he's had tons of uh, experience with horror. He's, he's yeah. got, you know, he's got and like a taste for like, yeah, can't, like, exactly. Like, so not necessarily like, maybe as driven to say, make like a really scary scary dark movie maybe like a hey, but kind a of doctor like, strange you know, film with a jump scare too that's all good oh for sure and they should they should rightly focus on some the dark aspects of madness <laughs> uh so I, I don't know like that'll be cool uh yeah um I, i'm sure that Bruce, we'll see at least a bruce campbell cameo because you know him and bruce oh, campbell yeah. have been working since evil dead uh and who, who fucking knows man that also I, makes me wonder though how deep Sam Raimi's trying to get into the modern superhero like movies, because you know that there's interest in doing a potential Spider-Verse live action. Supposedly Sony's been, been tickling at Andrew Garfield a little bit to try to. I I just rewatched into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And my immediate inkling after finishing that was why the fuck are they making a Venom? Like, why are they buying into this Venom verse and the Morbius shit? They should just devote all the resources they're putting to that strictly to the animated stuff. Oh yeah, dude! It's like it's like what it's DC so good. It's like what DC should have been doing this entire time. I love the idea of DC movies, but their animated oh, shit is always their animated been stuff like, is high quality. Yeah, and their movies are always garbage. So it's like, why not? But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think I mean it'll be interesting though. Like I think uh, we'll we'll maybe see a little more involvement. Uh, of Raimi and like other properties I think going forward especially you know like with I mean depending on how successful this Doctor Strange movie is do you think how how, like how like the Doctor Strange movie the first one was not necessarily like a real uh, like pivotal Marvel movie in that first like cycle but I mean it was in was it in phase three not, I mean, I'm, right like, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about the first phase. I'm talking about just like the whole story, like the infinity storyline or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, not really. And then also I felt like it was like on the level of like Ant-Man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Same here. And so that's what I'm wondering about the new, the next one. They're, they're really hyping it more than they did the first one, I think. I hope already. I, and so, I feel like Doctor Strange is the, it has, there's still the most unknown in all the mythical stuff, you know? Like yeah. Guardians and Thor Ragnarok have really fleshed out the space. Yeah. So the only like really new territory is the magical stuff. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how like how deep they're gonna go with it though. So dude, I'd be down for them to go fucking wild. Like Me that's too. that's well, what that's... I hope they do. And I feel like that would actually like if there's one thing that Thor Ragnarok taught us, it's that devoting to a stylistic palette mm-hmm. and just fully buying into that direction is worth it. People are willing to buy into it at this point. 
Yep. And that's a, uh, a great example because that's what they're continuing to do with the Thor property or like yeah. Love and Thunder or whatever. Which is uh, just like, it feels like every other week we're hearing some like casting thing from that movie or like oh, for some sure. like weird thing from Taika Waititi. Yeah. Well, he did like a one, he did like a live stream thing and um, he mentioned like some things that the people like got out of him basically were like the Silver Surfer is not going to be in that movie. Yeah. Uh, he was, what was it? It's like, Oh, there's a couple other things anyway like it was like yeah you're right like there's like that movie in particular we're seeing a lot of like random little leaks of information yeah uh, apparently korg is going to be featured more heavily in this next movie fuck yeah yeah he, he turned out be. To be a one, he turned out to be one of those side characters that got really popular you know oh yeah um, came back in endgame man yeah dude i saw this thing and they're saying like korg should be introduced to whoever like the new thing is <laughs> and that'd like, be great and like constantly mistake him for like family and call him like brother and shit like that <laughs> they can do great like i can totally see it in like a tech with movie but like cork like getting like orange paint on him yeah and like just kind of like getting under this thing's skin a little bit like just kind of bugging him like, oh I think yeah it'd, that'd it'd be, be great an, it'd be an interesting like kind of back and forth i bet dude here's the perfect like you you know it'd be on the money for the thing vin what? diesel oh my god dude i hate to say it but you're right. Like <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because I mean, like his voice is modulated enough for Groot. I mean, come on. Yeah, dude, it'd be perfect. You just gotta like. It's just I don't know. I I just Vin Diesel. I just think is like he's a bit he's, too brooding. I he's hard to be funny enough. He's hard to take seriously as an actor. He's hard, he's one of those actors. It's hard to separate Vin yeah. Diesel from the actor. You know what I mean? And so like when you watch him, in you, role, well, that's what's that's what's funny is what you just said is like. <laughs> It's hard to separate Vin Diesel from Vin Diesel. Like, oh yeah, I know, I know. Well, that's that, 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 you're right. I did. Like, there's no uh, difference between Vin and like Dom. Yeah, well, that, well, and you know, like he's just he's he's been one of those people that's kind of created a weird persona for himself, and so it's like when he shows up on screen, you kind of like, oh, here comes a Vin hey! Diesel. Like, yeah, it's it's like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does the same thing. Like, yeah, totally. Like he's no longer an actor that like you you just you recognize him as Tom Cruise like Dude, the new Top about, Gun movie coming out what it's oh like, God. there ain't no fucking Maverick it's just it's just Tom Gu- Top Tom Cruise flying some fucking space or uh you know spaceships, spaceships. <laughs> you know you know be you know, great whatever. I just I just thought of this the thing Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. Oh my god, dude! Did you the the hot ones with Stone Cold Steve Austin was actually really fucking. I good. never watched that one. I dude, never you, watched that one. It was actually really cool. Like, I'll have to I was, check it out. Yeah, yeah. One of those like random guests that you're just like, hmm, surprisingly good. Or The Rock, The Rock, <laughs> just for the jokes. Dude. I would love to see The Rock as uh, the thing. Oh my god, The Rock, man! The Rock's apparently uh, another one of those actors that's just like always fucking busy. Obviously, but yeah, he never he, stops. In between uh, constantly promoting his Terramana tequila, uh, <laughs> he's going to be... I try it, personally, though. I, I kind of do, too. Just, I don't even drink anymore, but I kind of just want to, like, try, like, a little bit, of, like, a taste, like, get somebody yeah, a yeah. bottle and, like, demand a little bit out of it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's still working on Black Adam, man. Like, he's, like, really committed to that yeah. part, apparently. Uh, so that, that should be coming. But yeah. I don't know if he'd ever do, like, a Marvel movie at this point. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't who think, knows? Who knows? There's not much crossover... No, I mean Idris Elba now, but I mean, but they better start fucking fan casting at least the thing because you know Krasinski's just about got that role. I think I was gonna say, dude, I, I swear, man, you, you watch that, you watch that. Uh, some yeah, yeah. SG you're talking about that, which is great. Yeah, I love he, that. He definitely like he definitely hints at the fact that he is you know gunning like for that role at least. That, 
that has been, it's been the public conscience for consciousness for so long mm-hmm. that like, I mean, Marvel will be doing like the world and all the fans a disservice by not actively trying to catch John Krasinski. I kind of agree. I think that's one of the reasons it has gone on for so long because yeah. uh, I think I think sometimes you see this you see this with like things like um, like like movie properties and politics a lot. Like things yeah. like stay in in like the particular like social media circles for a long time. Like this like this yeah. Krasinski fan cast are more likely gonna grab like people like the company's attention. They're more going to see like that people are devoted to that idea. So it's obviously going to bring people to the theater. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. It, I mean, at this point, I just think, he, I just think he's a great actor for the role. Like I think he's, he's funny. He can portray kind of like a smarter, uh, like a per. I can, I can believe he's intelligent. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, he, and he's also proven to be able to do reaction through Jack Ryan. So like, yeah. you know, and I feel like, like the Jack Ryan character is also just exactly what they'd want from a Mr. Fantastic type. That's kind of what I mean. Maybe just like a little more brainy, but like, yeah, because, totally. Because, because I, I really want a dork of a fucking Mr. Fantastic. I want somebody not a dork, but I just want somebody who's like, who's like always like been up in their own the, shit. The most intellectual way to like present this. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you ever uh, see that? Like, there was a that Fox was promoting some weird Fantastic Four thing right before the license reverted back to Disney, huh. and it was like they were going to be making like. Like they're like uh, Reed Richards' kids, and it was gonna be a movie about them. Oh, it's like that's like doing New Mutants. It's like yeah. it, it's like there's no context. You, you for should these know characters. it's a mistake. <laughs> you should know it's a mistake from the get go. Yeah, there's you, no con. There's no. I mean, bring them in eventually if you really fucking want. But like, we we got so close with New Mutants, it's dude, still not happening. Oh my god, that fucking movie. That's the prime example of that damn movie though. They just need to pop that shit on streaming and that'll be like that should be where it goes. It's not gonna make fucking money. It's not. Just put it online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, I mean, yeah. So should we like, talk I, some DC? Should we do yeah, that? Like, DC has been supposedly making moves like i said black adams apparently aside from like the whole covid thing you know per, per, uh, delaying all this shit yeah uh things are still kind of like moving in a way you know what i mean it's so, like black adams being being uh worked on uh flash is being de- a flash movie is being developed although did you see all this ezra miller choking of choking a girl yeah, shit? what the fuck was that dude you, you remember you remember that what, what, a, show what a skit? pr meltdown Wayne Brady, man, he went Wayne Brady on that fucker, and like, and uh, but like, I'm, I mean, like, the thing is, they both look like they're having. I watched the video, and they both look like they're having a positive interaction, right up until the point where, like, like (laughs) zero to one hundred, totally zero. Well, like, even even the person, I mean, I got to be honest, even the person, like, when he grabs her neck, it doesn't necessarily look like he's like choking, choking her. It looks like he's like fucking doing something like play like play staged in a way and yeah. then like it goes off camera and then that's where you like lose all like oh like, yeah what the, the fuck is not long right it's like no, 15 seconds right? it's really quick so and there's been no response from him on this shit because apparently that cat has like zero fucking social media so like, i feel like i honestly though like i mean make eventually make some kind of statement but don't do it on fucking social media Oh like, no! I mean, I mean, I'm I did, in the I, camp now of either like you have such a positive following, like The Rock, yeah, or just don't have social media anymore. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, I imagine it's probably beneficial, especially if you're like in the limelight. You know what people I mean? People give you shit. Did you see what happened with um, like Florence Pugh, like a week ago? The girl's gonna be in uh, who's gonna be in Black Widow? No, what playing? 
like her her boyfriend's like 15 years older than her or something okay and she posted something saying happy birthday and just got this like shit storm Ugh. and she followed it up and got like a sh- and got it she was like I don't care what you all say. Like it's whatever. Yeah. Like we all have our own values, and then that was a melt, like a meltdown too. So that's what I mean, dude. Like once you get to a no win place, situation. Yeah, because I mean, you get to a point where it's like no matter what, people are gonna have their fucking like a every asshole can then come out of the woodwork to have an opinion about your shit. And so yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking. I can imagine, but, but I'm interested like, to see what the response will be because you know it's catching too much steam to like let it go. You know, and I, mean? I feel like at this point, without some kind of official response, it's only going to keep picking up steam. Yeah, there's been calls to have him removed as the Flash, dude. Hey, like, there's if they been... if they retcon, if they Flashpoint out all this shit, he he already crossed over with the other one. Just get the just get the TV Flash guy, Flashpoint. Oh, yeah, great custom, dude. Yeah, that dude's not bad. No, he's not. He could. I think he could. I, could th- I honestly think he could eventually transition into like a movie, um, uh, you know, a big screen person, actor. But uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> a big screen person, a big screen person, like all. There's, eventually, little, eventually, little, little did the listener know that was the original name of this podcast. <laughs> big screen persons. You go know, from TV boy to big screen person. <laughs> <laughs> uh media i don't know dude like i've heard that they're gonna maybe do that that's the like i mean um andy muschietti who i just recently watched it chapter two by the way it's on it's on hbo and yay it's fucking good dude it's fucking good yeah like i i was i thoroughly enjoyed both the both of those movies yeah i haven't Um, seen either of them yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, but but Muschietti is like he's been like spearheading. He's directing the Flash movie. He's set to. He's come he's, out. He's, of, he's and he's going for it. And like, uh, and I've heard that they're doing the Flashpoint. So bizarre. I've heard it multiple times for multiple years and from multiple like different angles. And it's so am like, I. But I feel like it, Flashpoint's such a big story. Yeah, but but here's the thing, and I think they know this at Warner Brothers in DC is that they've put themselves in such a fucking hole based on like yeah. the, the inconsistency let's say of their movies that they that flash a storyline like flashpoint would be a perfect way to erase some of that shit from their their move their focus as a movie studio going forward yeah that's fair that's fair because I'll, i mean I'll because you because you're talking about you're talking about introducing the idea of timelines you're talking about introducing the idea of fucking with timelines yeah and, and so you know, like everybody knows who the Flash is, basically. Yeah, totally. Like going into a Flash movie, you don't need an, necessarily an origin story, but the yeah, Flash. Everybody should watch Justice League. But Flashpoint also has somewhat of an origin story to it. Yeah, uh, because, because it's all you, about him going to get his mom, right? Yeah, you learn that Barry Allen got his powers from a certain point in time, saving a fucking saving you know his mother from from yeah. getting murdered or whatever, right? Uh, so. Uh, I wonder if her name's Martha. That would be so funny. They just keep naming all the mothers Martha, and <laughs> that becomes like the connectivity through the entire universe. Martha verse. Uh, they Why finally, did you say that name? They finally introduced John Stewart, Green Lantern, and his mom's name's Martha too. Martha Stewart. Shit, dude. But yeah, so I, I mean, like, I th- I think a Flash movie would be really like really dope. I just don't think a Flashpoint would be a great place to start. 
I think if it is the it is the correct choice if they need to retcon out Man of Steel and Batman versus yeah, Superman which, and Justice League again is what I've heard. Like I've heard that they're basically they're basically trying to give the Snyder cut. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legitimately. Uh, and although like although one of the things Zack Snyder didn't do, if I'm correct, Zack Snyder didn't direct Man of Steel, but he gets he I gets did. no, I, I believe it's one of the Nolans. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, that was the hype about it. Was that it was like it was coming off the it was coming off of Christopher Nolan hype, dude. Like it was. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Jonathan Nolan that did that movie. Weird. And um, then did he like heavily reshoot it? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head because it does definitely look like a Zack Snyder movie. Oh but, yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, and that all might be bullshit what I just said, but I know that one of the Nolans had like something to do with that movie, and that was like where the hype was for the, like at least from like the production or like directorial standpoint, that was where the hype yeah. was coming from. Um, and then Snyder got brought in for Dawn of Justice. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so he gets, but he gets, but, but but everybody shits on him for Man of Steel, which is in, online, which is which is funny to me because it's like, I don't think he really was like the person to shit on about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like if I mean? they credited him, it'd be like the Josh Josh ugh, Josh Whedon deal with Justice League, where they came in towards the end and did significant enough reshoots that it warrants it warranted some kind of name. Yeah, he like he put a couple filters on everything, and they're like, "Oh, this Blinded is Zack, this is a Zack Snyder cut." <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Uh, Snyder cut 1.0. Just yeah, put a like, just put a just put a different shader on it. Pretty much. I mean, that being said, like like shouts to Zack Snyder though, because like I would like to see something more original come from him, because I think he's like I think he does I think he just does better with original content because he has a very particular style. Yeah, and I think that would work towards a property that like he picks. Uh, go, you know, it like good Sin City. Well, dude, I would love to see another Sin City movie. Honestly, that's a property you could keep going. Like, yeah, to be real. down with Sin City. Yeah, dude, the Sin City property is fucking awesome, and it's like gritty yeah. as shit, dude. It's like the gritty as shit. That's that's gritty not the best. That's not the best shit. <laughs> it's you know, it's I think it's like an interesting. I don't know. I think it's an interesting property. It's an adult property. It's not necessarily yeah. going to be like a. Uh, you're not going to ever get like a Sin City popcorn film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, like the I mean, Quentin Tarantino comic book films. Yeah, like I can't remember what kind of character. I can't think of what kind of character from Sin City they'd make an like an Ant Man style movie out of. <laughs> God, you can't imagine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like overall, though, like I really think that like DC's trying, DC and Warner Brothers are probably trying to find a way to fucking eliminate some of their like past mistakes, and I think that they're they're, they're really looking at Flash as like a way to do that. And dude, I, mean, I have expect them to recast Superman and for somebody to like in a Shazam film, like oh, for, for sure. Superman to pop up and for yeah. Shazam to just be like you look sort of different and for the new actor to be like nothing changed i don't know what you're talking about i think there's totally a, I, I mean like whether cat like henry cavill wants to fucking keep doing it or not like i think there's totally a way to pull something like that off that's the thing oh, yeah recasting like, can be done look at don Cheadle. it totally can be done look at don Cheadle. i mean and that's actually good because don Cheadle actually became like a pretty cool like little side side actor in that in, yeah in fuck role. yeah uh he but, outlived yeah. rdj <laughs> I hear, I, I hear that RDJ is really looking to get back into Marvel. Uh, That's what I heard too. You know what I mean? Maybe he gave uh, a bit too much of his money to Saving the Oceans. His yeah. charity. Well, he like, realized, I need some more coin. He realized there's not going to be any Doolittle spinoffs. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> what, 
I, I just want to look for a quote from Robert Downey Jr. like right before Doolittle came out. Like Doolittle's the next Star Wars. Oh my god, dude, fool, uh, <laughs> moron. Well, I think he just went into that property thinking that like they could ride off of his name alone, and I don't no, think they that, can't. I think they realize, <laughs> and including him, which is kind of probably humbling, uh, that it can't. You know, and no, like absolutely not. RDJ is cool. He's a great Iron Man. RDJ is hella cool. And he has like a, I think as a person, he's probably like, a, I mean, listen to that Joe Rogan podcast that he did. He seems like, like yeah, I listened to that one. It's, seems it's like a very, great. a very interesting individual. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I think he's like, he can't be riding after Iron Man coattails forever. No, dude. Eventually he's just going to become Jarvis. You know what? He's gonna- yeah, totally. Dude. He's going to, he's going to pop him in a Spider-Man movie. That's- uh, it, it's true, dude. I I read that the like people that Spider Man man the next Spider Man movie is still hoping to start production soon. What really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no idea how they're gonna pull that shit off. Uh, but obviously, um, there's some interesting speculation about that movie too. Just like real quick, before, um, yeah, yeah, go for it. there's a uh, like Charlie, little bit. Charlie Cox has obviously uh, been told a bit like it's been out there. Charlie Cox is oh, yeah, yeah. involved in the movie. Uh, the I read this the rights to Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Daredevil, The Punisher, and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. uh, all revert back to Marvel in yeah. November. So, oh, damn, yeah, it's been long enough, yeah. So, it. apparently, that I mean, that 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 would that would make sense with this Charlie Cox thing, then, yeah, too. That too, lines so, up enough, yeah. So, I think we might see that that Daredevil moment, dude. Um, fuck yeah, cool. But I honestly, also, I'd be satisfied if like, like there's like a court case or something, mm-hmm. and Spider Man needs to be like like they do in the comics all the time. Yeah, like Spider Man needs to get defended by somebody. Matt Murdock comes out, does it, and we don't even know like somebody that's not familiar with the source material won't even know that he's Daredevil that'd be until cool. like halfway through the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like pay no pay no mind to that until like just like a um a moment later on in the movie. Yeah. Like keep build him up as Matt Murdock first. That would be that would be like, the way to I do it. I feel like that's what the show did so well. Is that it it and yeah. it, it's a very Spider-Man-esque struggle as well. So Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of the that's as a character dared with Daredevil. Like that's always been one of the coolest fucking like one not coolest necessarily, but that's one of the like the consistent aspects of him is that yeah. there's this constant tear between Matt Murdock and daredevil and those yeah. two identities and i think, I think more it's, so it's more compelling. so than some other characters it's really compelling because and i feel you, like i feel like matt murdoch he falls into a different like everybody a lot of people say that he's batman right mm. like yeah, lot, he's, yeah, yeah he's poor batman but i i disagree like yes the sentiment is similar but he is not as in love with a batman persona as bruce wayne is you know yeah exactly like bruce wayne is more at home as batman than bruce Bruce Wayne. There, I feel like Matt Murdock is equally in both. You yeah. know, I think a lot of that uh, the the Catholic tones that you get with um, with Daredevil, like all they're all there to showcase the amount of guilt that that individual feels over what he probably like looked. I think looks at as like you know being like unnecessary violent. Well, not unnecessary, but like you know uh, being, violent, being yeah, violent being a, just in general. Being violent. Like, you know, getting out his violent tendencies, and you know, like and having them in general, and so like it's an interesting yeah. character because like it like like anyway, that character it, would be, be really cool to see. Spider Man set up all these street level heroes. Yeah, potentially, and yeah. Uh, and 
I mean, but I also like saw something that reminded me like it'd be really great to see a more of a Spider-Man movie where he leans on his own two feet a little bit. You know, like yeah, you've seen yeah. you've seen the first mm-hmm. one with the, with Iron Man. You've seen, you know, him like really buddy up and then get crossed uh, with Mysterio. It'd be interesting to just see him like really that. Take that on. doesn't bother me as much. Well, no, no, I don't. Well, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's well, like a. Give me, I don't want like another like father figure type to show up. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. how Mysterio exploited him. For sure, and that's that why I, I, I'm really hoping that they don't put a dare dare to try to put a daredevil into that role. I hope they yeah. look at it as like a maybe a more of like a you know peer to peer yeah peer to peer like in like kind of exactly peer to peer kind of thing, because it's just it's played out at this point with this version of Spider Man. Can't like, have Matt Murdock show up and be like, well, this is how I save it. Matt Murdock also went to school with uh, Aunt May or whatever, yeah, you or know, some like, shit like that. You know. What like, if it, old or like middle-aged matt murdoch been doing it for a while <laughs> it's a little slower <laughs> i mean hey they um in the deleted in some of the deleted concepts for civil war and you know when iron man finds peter parker is like shown in the videos yeah they were also gonna have attached videos of all the netflix heroes <sighs> see just i but wish they i wish dude shake my fist yeah pretty much Damn you, world! Why? <laughs> Why? All right, we getting. We, how's time looking here? Uh, yeah, we probably got. We probably got to zoom off. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, the puns! Quarantine any, the I don't know if there's any last plugs. I just wanted to shout out Comics Explained. That's right. I wanted to shout out always. Comics Explained always because I have been spending useless amounts of hours uh, with that, just like in the background and like His I just full video. Oh my god, dude! But they're such great, accurate, like interesting yeah, breakdowns of stories so some fantastic um, shit dude i'd like to shout out what's been filling my random time uh aristotle's politics it's been mm. really it's been really doing i'm mm. taking a, i'm taking a political science class nice actually poli sci is really fucking interesting dude yeah i i can't read that shit so i'm listening to it while i'm playing xbox that's good i've been re- i've been literally listening to uh howard zinn's uh people's history of the united states it's a like, very a real, interesting yeah but i just like i didn't i was like started reading it and i was just like fuck it dude i just I'll just like plug it in. Hey, I don't know. Great one, great one. Uh, the uh, Astro Science for People in a Hurry, Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. Oh, that's shit. a good one to listen to. Nice. I'll check that shit out. Yeah. Um, either way, I guess this has been another episode of Quarantine Edition, aka Matinee Edition. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jared. Lucas, right here. Follow Amen. us on Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. Uh, we're, we're what? We're on iTunes, Spotify. Instagram as Old Heart Radio. We're on Twitter at an Old Heart in Space. Technically, we also exist on uh, iHeartRadio, but I just don't really give a shit about that campy looking shit. So <laughs> it's there uh, for last people. FM. Are we on Last FM? We're <laughs> Last FM. There are. I got to be honest. There are more that we could use, but uh, I just like really. I don't, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I just don't. I just. I. I, I it's like it takes time to post on every single fucking thing. Fair enough. It's a pain in the dick. Uh, <laughs> Either way, either way, dear hot dogs, thank you for listening as always. Um, Peace. Peace.